Hello and welcome to All Indians Matter. I am Ashraf Engineer. It is estimated that 81 lakh investor accounts were added in 2020-21 in India, with city-wise assets under management of mutual funds witnessing a sharp rise. This is only one indicator of people's willingness to invest, and this willingness is driving the user base of investment platforms. One of the key investment trends in India is micro investing, which, as the name suggests, is simply investing very small amounts, sometimes as low as rupees ten, so that users keep investments going without altering their lifestyles too much. This is why micro investing is catching on fast among young people. How does micro investing work? What is its future in India, and how can you make the most of it? All Indians matter. We have on the show Satyajit Kunjir, founder of Decimal, a micro-investing and micro-savings platform that enables young Indians to auto-invest their spare change from online transactions into various financial instruments. Satyajit founded Decimal to make investing effortless and initiate more young Indians into the investment ecosystem. Decimal is Satyajit's second entrepreneurial venture, but his first within the fintech space. Welcome, Satyajit. Hi, Ashraf. Thank you for having me here. Satyajit, what exactly is micro investing, and how does it work? Like, uh, I think micro investing, like you just mentioned, is uh, so. Let me explain this with uh, you know generally what the youth goes through. Say, let's imagine a person who earns the starting salary might be about twenty-five to thirty thousand rupees, and for him or her to save three thousand rupees in an SIP, right, which is a fixed obligation per month, uh, might feel very overwhelming. If a person receives his or her salary on the fifth and sixth, they've done an SIP for three thousand rupees. You know, thirty thousand rupees that comes in. Now it's only twenty-seven thousand rupees remaining. But if you just break this down into smaller amounts, and if you ask the person if they're okay with doing hundred rupees per day, that's something which does not seem very overwhelming, especially for youngsters who are getting introduced to the concept of investing, to the universe of investing. I think it's very important to make it. Not so overwhelming, right? To ease them in, whether the comfort is with fifty rupees every day, ten rupees every day, hundred rupees every day, you know, it's over a period of time they can actually start looking at creating sizable amount of portfolio. But um, how do you just ease them into starting on their investing journey? Uh, is what micro investing basically enables. But uh, what we are talking about is very small amounts. So how do they translate into substantial returns over a period of time? So I'll tell you what uh, we do at Decimal, right? Uh, so say you buy a cup of coffee, costs about forty-five rupees, and you pay via any digital medium. The amount getting deducted from your account is rounded up to the nearest ten, and fifty rupees gets deducted. The additional five rupees getting invested in your behalf. While this might seem like a very inconsequential amount. Right over a period of time, if you look at because of digitalization of spends, the number of transactions that people do today. So on our platform, what we observe is 4.8 transactions, so roughly about five transactions that a person between the age group of 20 to 26 does on a daily basis. Now, if you look at six transactions and six times, you know, 10, 15, 20 rupees keeps getting invested. We're looking at averages of about 1859 rupees. Per user per month, uh, that's what it accumulates to. So let's take for you know for calculation, let's take about two thousand rupees, twenty four thousand rupees in a year. That's a substantial amount of investment that someone at the age of twenty one might have, which otherwise, without the uh, existence of platforms like this, might have had zero. 
Yeah, absolutely. And is that what you mean by the term roundup investing? Yes, that's that's exactly what we mean. So every transaction that you do gets rounded up to the nearest multiple of 10 and the spare change or the rounded up amount keeps getting invested in your behalf. So why is micro investing so attractive, especially for young people? I think uh, if you look at, uh, you know, the historic trends, we as Indians have started investing in our late 20s or our early 30s. The primary reason for this is uh, look at the entire communication around investing that has been happening. You know, investing is always for the bigger things in life, right? You know, if you talk to any wealth manager or if you've looked at any kind of uh, advertisements, your parents, whatever, uh, you know, your parents have told you, your well-wishers have told you, they've said, invest so your retirement is better. Invest to buy your dream home. What this creates is creates two false notions in the minds of a 21-year-old, right? I, I say a 21-year-old because, you know, you've just graduated and you've started earning your own money, right? It tells you that this is for the bigger things in life. So I need a lot of money, you know, to buy that home. So I need a lot of money to start investing. Second, my retirement is at the age of 60, right? So today it's 40 years, you know, ahead. I've not even lived, uh, you know, I've, I've only lived 20 years of my life. So I can, there is a lot of time to get started. These are the two notions that get created in our minds, right? If you look at anyone who understands investments or anyone who understands the basics of compounding compounding is a factor of for how long you stay invested not how much do you invest right i'll give you a small example also here Twenty thousand rupees say invested from the age of 35 till you retire at 60 you know and growing at about 12 percent would roughly amount to about three three point six odd crore rupees right if you just start this journey 10 years earlier at 25, but you know you don't have a lot of money, so you start investing only half the amount. Now, if you invest from 25, if you invest 10,000 rupees till the age of 60, and you do this till the age of 60, you don't increase it. You keep investing only 10,000 rupees, right? The amount that you will accumulate by 60 at the same uh, rate of return is over 10 crores, right? It's more than 3x. Even by investing half the amount for a period of 25 years from 35 to 60 but just by starting 10 years earlier right you've accumulated or you've managed to save 3x the amount compounding is a factor of for how long can you stay invested right warren buffet uh, you know started investing at the age of uh, 30 became a billionaire post 50 right it was that the money needed to compound for those many years so what we want to do is if Indians today start investing at 30, you know, because of these notions of I need a lot of money to start investing or it's for uh, things I will need later. If we can just bring this back 10 years, but of course we understand that, you know, we're not earning a lot of money at the age of 21. So can you start investing thousand rupees? I think that's a, an amount that everyone can put aside, you know, even if you're doing an internship. Um, we want to inculcate the habit of investing so that tomorrow when they pick, when they come to 25, 26 and, you know, they've had one, two increments of salary and they're earning a substantial amount of money, I think they do not have to start the habit of investing at that point. They're already in the habit and they can take better financial decisions at that point. Yeah, so Satyajit, I think that's a phenomenal insight. And uh, if there are any young people listening 
and i would urge them to take heed it's, it's, it's you're absolutely right and i don't think it's, it's for the term you know uh, compounding is the eighth wonder of the world i don't think that's been uh, said lightly yeah i think uh, you know that's the thing about cliches right they're also called cliches for a reason because they've just yeah. been repeated over the years uh, and and there's a lot of truth in it there's a lot of truth in them absolutely yeah yeah but uh, sir you're coming back to micro investing is it simpler than say directly investing in mutual funds or other instruments and i'm asking this because investing can be complicated and that's one of the reasons why mutual fund penetration stands at just 3.5 to 4% of the indian population yeah so uh, our investment penetration stands at 3.5 uh, 4% but just 1.7% of uh, indians have one single mutual fund right so the thing is that you know what we've done we've we've built create apps today we've built create uh, you know digital products which has made getting started in your investment journey very smooth right your kyc has been digitalized i can see the entire universe of mutual funds all of the scripts from all of the amcs probably in one dashboard i can see all of my investments together in a very good dashboard but for a country that suffers from financial uh, literacy right you know we're not a very financially literate society so for a country that suffers from that how does one go on any of these platforms and choose which fund is correct for me right and that at that point you need to fall back on you know your wealth managers so someone who you know we've created great products like zerotha crow but we're still not solving for a more basic problem of financial literacy how do i pick which stocks if i know that i want to say invest in asian bits right probably i can invest in duplex but what about the journey of i want to invest in asian bits right Who, uh, who's traveling that journey with us so what we've tried to do is we've tried to again uh, you know simplify this uh, through testament is uh, we've kept we've kept this into three categories saying you know low risk mid risk high risk and behind each category we've kept one fund right uh, now risk is a common term that everyone understands and uh, someone can say you know what i want to just test the waters i want a low risk fund right or uh, you know these amounts are very small let me try a high risk fund and let me just see what it is right uh, what you're doing when when you start putting in 2 rupees 3 rupees 5 rupees into a fund right that's just dipping the waters it's something that lets you uh, you know micro investing allows do that time to get comfortable with something and that's how we're uh, you know basically just taking away the entire overwhelmingness about around surrounding investments typically speaking when it comes to micro investing apps and platforms how is the investment deployed is it debt uh, mutual funds uh, equities what financial instruments so we have uh, we have mutual funds we have an index fund that is in our matrix currency and we have an equity fund a uh, large and mid cap equity fund that's uh, in the high risk category and uh, we have another instrument which is a p2p fund which gives you up to 10% fixed returns uh, per annum but of course if you look at a couple of other micro investing platforms uh, the most popular instrument happens to be digital gold and uh, yeah so that's that's the most popular instrument that's going around right and uh, what kind of customer base do we have in india at the moment for the micro investing landscape and across the landscape how much money is under management for micro investing platforms so i think um, all of the companies that are operating in this space you know have are, are not more than 18 months old 
So it's very early for us to determine, uh, you know, how much AUM, how much money is under management uh, across these funds. But uh, we're, we're looking at, uh, you know, promising trends. Like I said, what we look at is about 1,800 rupees per user per month. That's that's the average uh, investment, at least on our platform. We're looking at uh, over 100% week-on-week growth currently in terms of user acquisition. Uh, we're looking at at least 80% of our users referring this, you know, one successful referral and bringing another friend on. So these are all very, very you know, interesting and encouraging trends that we're looking at. But I think, uh, you know, give it another year for us to look at, uh, you know, what's the kind of money that uh, it, you know, sits under management and what, how the space actually evolves and develops further. But what about the customer base? Is it, how do you classify that? Is it mainly young people or across yeah, the Yeah, so organization? again, from, from our customer base, uh, I'll tell you, our, the most common customer profile is 21 to 24 year olds, males in tier one and metro cities. Those are our early adopters today. And speaking of the entire micro-investing landscape, what kind of growth do you expect over the next decade? And what do you think will be the major drivers of it? Primarily, right. If you look at India's youngest country in the world today, just between 18 to 28, we have 36.7 crore kids. Now, this is a population that is extremely tech-savvy. They are transacting digitally, right? These are revolutions that have already taken place, all right? Since demonetization happened, the entire universe, Indian transaction universe has shifted to UPI, right? On the other thing, these kids are exposed to social media at a much younger age than when you and I were introduced to social media, right? They come up there, you know, the awareness levels at 20 are significantly higher from what you and I had back then. So these are revolutions that have already taken place in India. We're just piggybacking on these revolutions. You know, we're not creating a new revolution. There is a high level of intent to invest. There is a high level of intent to explore financial products. Today, the issue is with access. And I think micro-investing provides that access. So I think, I mean, yes, one part of being in the business but uh, very bullish, at least for this sector, over the next uh, uh, decade. I think uh, bullish for fintech as an entire industry over the next decade. Sure. But let's also talk about the risks. Because any financial instrument has a risk, just as it has a benefit. So what would be the risks associated with micro-investing? So because the investments happen in mutual funds, right? those are the same risks uh, that apply here as well. So you know whether you invest 1,800 rupees through micro-investing, or you invest uh, 2,000 rupees through an SIP on any other platform, or you just put in 2,000 rupees in a lump sum manner. The number of shares that you buy, the number of uh, units that you buy of the fund still remain the same, right? Approximately the same. And, uh, you know, the fund performance, again, is subject to market risk. So the risks do not really change. What really just changes is the way of accumulating that amount. But other than that, the risks stay the same. Satyajit, how are you creating awareness about micro-investing among your audiences, especially in a situation where investing is not really taught in schools and colleges? So sex and money become very taboo topics in Indian households. Sex is something that we never discuss. Money is something that our parents take care of for us. They will pay for everything up until graduation, which is why the practical flow of money, money going in and out of our hands, is something that we start getting acquainted with only post-21. 
or when you know post when we start earning our own money this is something which causes a bit of a problem but if you look at the entire creator economy that uh, has you know done such phenomenal work over the past 7 uh, to 8 years at least they're spreading a lot of awareness so what as one of our marketing plans also is to you know continue spreading awareness through creators through people uh, you know the youth has their confidence right so we'll be looking at that plus other than that we're also looking at a lot of you know educative campaigns we're looking at college drives we're looking at talking to users you know so these are a couple of ways in which we're trying to reach out to the youth and how do you take such a service micro investing beyond metros into the rural areas so i think that's a great question so it is something that uh, you know is one of our primary goals there are two ways to this right one is the language barrier i think you know once you start going beyond tier 1 into tier 2 tier 3 tier 4 cities i think there's a higher level of comfort with vernacular languages so one is you start introducing the app in more and more vernacular languages that's primarily the second thing like you know and which we've already solved for if you buy a cup of coffee that costs you about 98 rupees and the 2 rupees that gets invested right now any transaction that you do the 2 rupees is not a significant amount for the kid from kolhapur or for the kid from bombay right but the 2000 rupees that it accumulates in a month and then 24000 rupees uh, annually again averages become significant for the kid from kolhapur and for the kid from bombay right so the biggest thing that i think micro investing does and why it will have a higher level of adoption is the entry point is extremely small i do not even have to do a 500 rupee srp right with a fixed obligation tomorrow you know if i'm not spending also think of it in this way right if i'm a freelancer or if my you know if my pay is not fixed my pay does not come in on the 5th of every month can i really do an srp that goes in on the 6th right or on the 7th or at the 8th if last month i earned about 30000 rupees and if this month i earned about only 15000 rupees naturally i will spend lesser in this month because i'm spending lesser the number of transactions are lesser the number of transactions are lesser the investment is lesser there is no platform which adjusts your investment to your income this is something which very cleverly adapts to your to how much you're earning it works phenomenally well for freelancers it works phenomenally well for someone who does not want to commit a fixed amount right who just wants to dip his or her toes into the water yeah so tell us your favorite story about someone who got into micro investing and managed to achieve a life goal through it or is on their way to achieving a life goal through it i think we're a platform that just launched about 6 uh, months back so we don't have a story where you know someone has really achieved a life goal through it but i think you know I, I personally do about seven to eight uh, customer calls every day, you know, just to understand how people are actually perceiving the product. Uh, what, how can we make this better? And uh, one of the most fulfilling uh, things about uh, you know starting Decimal is the number of people, and and I've honestly lost uh, track of it, but the number of people who tell me that, you know, I have ten thousand rupees in investment, I have twenty thousand rupees in investment, and if it wasn't for this product. i probably don't know you know if i would have had this there are people who told me that you know i felt for the first time in my life i felt like an adult i felt like a responsible adult 
there was one heartwarming story it was definitely not a life goal but uh, someone who had saved i think about 6 uh, 6 6 and a half thousand rupees and uh, bought a gift uh, for his mother and said this is the first gift i ever bought for my mother you know and, and he told me about how she died he he'd actually send that message out uh, on our support group you know and and i happened to give him a call and just uh, speak with him which was uh, yeah so i probably no story about uh, someone having achieved a life goal through it but uh, i think we've been able to create a fair share of uh, happy moments yeah i'm sure but that sounds like a particularly uh, sweet and emotional story sure. but satyajit yeah. tell us uh, how you thought of decibel and uh, also about his journey i actually used to run an agritech startup which i exited in december 2019 shortly after that my education but uh, was primarily in finance i've done my cacfa uh, shortly after that uh, i was approached by a leading fintech company to come and head strategy for them and uh, it was during this time i mean fintech i I come from a very traditional finance background, so fintech as an industry was still fairly new to me, and that's when I just started doing some research about, you know, what has been India's journey, what are the best case practices across the world. It was then that I came across some striking facts, primarily that we're the youngest country in the world, our investment penetration is so low, and what I felt was there was a gap between intent and action, right, and uh, and and that's the gap that I wanted to solve. so while i was looking again it's not a novel idea it's not something that's not been done it's coming to india as recently as 2020 but this as a concept has worked phenomenally well in western countries all across the world it does really well so yes i just felt you know it was an idea that uh, whose time had come we were transacting digitally we were you know there's a uh, smartphone in almost every indian hand and you know all of the even you know the digital transaction penetration has reached tier 2 to tier 3 post lockdown so i think i just thought that it was a great time to start something like this and you know it would benefit a lot of people so here's a question i ask all my guests at the end of the show why do you do this work i think uh, two things you know one was it's something that i come from a rural background you know it's something that i have seen very very close to me you know i have seen people not have enough money again in rural areas primarily comes down to not having enough money to get their daughter married not having enough money uh, to provide you know space for uh, their children to get educated so investments having to save money you know just knowledge about uh, how to manage money right? it's it's not about how do you invest to make 15% returns or 20% returns it's just about how do you save money enough to beat inflation right that you can maintain a certain lifestyle it's something that uh, is very close to me so that was one of the major things second thing was um, it was a very very big challenge to create something like this you know you could not invest less than 500 rupees in uh, in mutual funds you investments in india were very very expensive transactions in india were very very expensive so where you're just you know facilitating a transaction of 1 rupee which goes into the mutual fund but having to pay about 5 6 rupees to facilitate that transaction it was something that would never make sense uh, so it was a big challenge and uh, i think uh, yeah i like creating products uh, you know which are challenging enough and uh, which have such a large impact 
the potential of creating such a massive impact. So, and again, like I said, it was a product. It was an issue that was very, very close to my heart. Satyajit, thanks so much for coming on the show and explaining what micro-investing is all about. Thank you so much. I hope uh, anyone who's listening to this, uh, you know, can try out Decimal and please drop us a feedback on uh, what you think of us. Thank you all for listening. Please visit allindiansmatter.in, that's A-L-L-I-N-D-I-A-N-S-M-A-T-T-E-R.in for more columns and audio podcasts. You can follow me on Twitter at Ashraf Engineer, that's A-S-H-R-A-F-E-N-G-I-N-W-E-R and All Indians Count, that's A-L-L-I-N-D-I-A-N-S-C-O-U-N-T. Search for the All Indians Matter page on Facebook. On Instagram, the handle is All Indians Matter. Email me at editor at allindiansmatter.in. Catch you again soon. <laughs>